is even when you're taking time off, I think it's really, really important that I've learned here is don't just go and say, hey, time off is just this free, lax, unstructured time. I think I think that's good for a day. That's good for a couple of days, maybe good for a week at most uh, for me anyway. But having this unstructured time off, I think, wasn't a healthy thing uh, in general. I think there's a lot of things that came from it that were amazing, right? That that if I wouldn't have had that that complete lax time, I wouldn't have had those opportunities with my with my kids in certain times and things like that. But I think it's really important to keep structure in our lives, whether we're on vacation, whether it's a weekend or whether we're at work. What's up, y'all? This will be, I believe, the last sabbatical truck talk of the series. I'm driving in uh, from my house right now to actually a talk that I'm uh, uh, able to do in front of a a group of business people here in Roseburg, Oregon, where we live. And uh, uh, this will be a a lot of fun. It'll be kind of me getting back in the work mode. So it's not the, you know, going cold turkey back into work mode on Monday this next week. And also, I've got a couple other things I'm doing today, just about 45 minutes of work today. And that's something I like to do, like whenever I, I take extended periods of time off, I like to kind of have that transition. I think it it can kind of jolt the system a little bit to go from not working at all to then working full time once again. So I like to schedule a couple of days where there's a little bit of work uh, as I'm dipping my toes back in. And so if you guys have been listening to this entire uh, sabbatical truck talk series, I've kind of gone through what I've been thinking about, you know, how I think about creating sabbaticals, how, to, how, how did I prep for the sabbatical before I took off, um, why for me, I like having sabbaticals as the forcing function to, to really uh, make sure that the team and the company can run without me if it needs to and, and enable me to focus on more and more important things. And so I come back to work with less busy work and more high-level important work. And also I talk about uh, in, in the last couple episodes kind of some things I was re- I've been wrestling with during the sabbatical because uh, this is one of the things I'm going to be talking about in this short episode. Uh, in this episode, what I'm, what I'm going to be diving into, y'all, is kind of what are the takeaways that I've had this past month? You know, what are the takeaways I've had this past month as I've been off, fully off, y'all? Like, I'm talking, did not check into work once, didn't open Slack once. I had it deleted. I deleted my Facebook um, app. I just used Instagram. Um, y'all, I was off work. And so that's something as I was talking to people, uh, you know, during uh, the sabbatical, they were saying, what does it mean to be off work for you? And, uh, and for me this time, at least an experiment that I was running this time, it meant for me to not work at all. I'm talking like zero work, um, not checking in on anything, not looking at any reports, not meeting with any of my employees, uh, nothing. And so that's what it was. Now I'm going to be going through my thoughts after 30 days of that, what I want to do moving forward. And, uh, was this a success? What will I use from this moving forward? What will I not? And that's kind of the way that I like to, to live life and do things like this is they're usually in experiments. Okay. Let me try going to the other side of this mindset to see if there's something over there that, uh, that I didn't think would be there. And so for me, I'm not a person who needed a month off of work. I'm already energized about the work that I'm doing. Uh, this is in the middle of like some of the most critical time in our company. 
And even even my coach uh, nicely called me out on it. He's like, I don't think it's smart for you to take a month off right now. And you know what? I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. So I'm going to be taking that feedback and and moving forward into how am I going to now process this into my operating system moving forward. And so I'm going to be going through right now, kind of a rapid fire, y'all. Some of the takeaways I've had so far in sabbatical. So I'm pulling up my notes uh, right now. And here's a few things, no particular order, no order of importance, nothing, just kind of what popped up in my mind, okay? So the first thing is this. I think a lot of people who have heard me talk about taking a month off, whether it's friends or family or customers of ours, uh, you know, they've DM'd me on Instagram and, and said, man, you know, congratulations on being able to do this and helping to kind of pave the way to show us entrepreneurs that it's possible. And for me, that was one of the reasons to do it. You know, it's to really show you and myself and my team, hey, it's possible. Like it's possible to grow a company where you don't have to work in it if that's your goal. Now I'm gonna be talking about, um, uh, you know, what I learned from that uh, and what I'm gonna be doing differently next time. But then the first thing I wanna talk about is I don't think I really want to fully unplug from work moving forward when I take extended breaks. Um, yeah, I found myself trying to find about week two, week three, I found myself kind of trying to find things to do. And I knew that, um, that I really was committing to not working. And so uh, I did things around the house, hung out with my family a lot, which was amazing. That was like the best possible thing, uh, from this month off, man, that was a huge win there. Okay. That was a massive, massive win, but you know, I don't think I want to fully unplug anymore for a full month. It's a lot. Um, for me, it has taken a little bit of, of mental adjustment to, tr- to try to even get myself motivated to get back into daily work uh, because I found myself going so far to the side of, the, of that pendulum, like the pendulum is going so far that way of no work, no work, not even thinking about work. Honestly, it took me a bit this past several days to go, okay, how do I get back in the work mode? What should I even be thinking about? What should I even be doing? And uh, that's kind of what, where, where my mind was going. It's like, shoot, I don't even know what I should be doing like, you know, in, in three weeks at work because I know that a lot of the stuff I was doing before the team just took care of. And so now I need to come back and kind of rebuild my role, which I'm excited about. But that's number one. Uh, I don't want to fully unplug from work next time. I want to have better work-life integration uh, rather than going too far either way, okay? Um, It's not healthy to go too far in the direction of working all the time with no family and having your mind on on work all the time. Then it's hard to shift back into family or into hobbies or into friends um, or into your health, right? But uh, I don't want to go so far the other way where it's all about lax time. It's all about unscheduled. It's all about that because I don't think that that's healthy either. So number two, um, it's easy for me anyway to lose good habits if you go too far away from your norm. And so uh, with work, I, I had a structure. You know, I had a certain structure where I had meetings that were scheduled with my leaders on certain times. I had a cadence going on. Thursdays are content day. Tuesdays are innovation day. Wednesday's focus day, Friday's kind of buffer day, Monday's meetings with my leaders um, and other team members. And uh, it, it, it was really easy for me once I got rid of that structure for the month for me to lose some good habits. And so that's something that I want to work within myself a lot more is how do I make it to where my life is just filled with structure, no matter whether I'm working or not. And that's something that I think I've realized with this month off that too much of my structure was built around my business. So as soon as I stopped working, my structure went away. My structure for working out, uh, my structure for other things started to make it a lot harder. And also you guys are following along uh, with me 
before the uh, sabbatical about my journey to run the half marathon and what I learned in that. And part of that aim was to really build structure around myself personally. So it's not tied to having to be in my office. And um, I did amazing, you know, crush at an amazing group of people. But that was one of the things I lost because I didn't, I didn't keep that discipline during those first few days of the break to say, okay, what are my goals for this time off? And uh, that's number three is even when you're taking time off, I think it's really, really important that I've learned here is don't just go and say, hey, time off is just this free, lax, unstructured time. I think I think that's good for a day. That's good for a couple of days, maybe good for a week at most uh, for me anyway. But having this unstructured time off, I think, wasn't a healthy thing uh, in general. I think there's a lot of things that came from it that were amazing, right? That that if I wouldn't have had that that complete lax time, I wouldn't have had those opportunities with my with my kids in certain times and things like that. But I think it's really important to keep structure in our lives, whether we're on vacation, whether it's a weekend, or whether we're at work. And so that's going to be one of the big things I'm going to be working on over the coming weeks and months, coming back out of the sabbatical is what does my life structure look like now moving forward? Not, not what does my work schedule look like or my work structure, but what does my new life cadence look like? Because uh, I realized I, I, I want to create that. I didn't have a good life cadence. I had a good business cadence. This is something I've talked about for a while, and I posted something. This is probably six months ago on Facebook. That I was in my garage. I was cleaning out my garage with my wife and my kids. And I was posting stuff for sale on Facebook. And one of our customers, a really successful guy, I love him to death. He's a multimillionaire. Um, he messaged me on Facebook, you know, like he made a comment in that thing. And he just said, you shouldn't be doing that work. Uh, you should be hiring that out. And I think that's a really common uh, mindset that's drilled into us. And I've even talked about it a lot is how do you get things off your lap? How do you make sure to outsource smartly? How do you outsource the right things? And um, I think the big thing is going back to the energy audit. That's where you should outsource. That's where you should find people to take things off your lap. And so when we talk about outsourcing home tasks, so we have a house cleaner that comes every week. Uh, that is something that completely drains my energy and drains my, my wife's energy. That's a perfect thing to get off our laps because we don't like it. We do like having a clean house, but we don't like having to maintain that stuff on the cleaning. It drains our energy every week. Um, Another thing, you know, we have a yard company that comes and does our stuff. I don't mind doing some of the yard work. Like actually some of it gives me energy. I grew up doing that with my dad. It gives me a lot of sentimental feelings to the manual labor I grew up in. I, I appreciate manual labor. I like manual labor. What I don't like about it is maintenance. Like I don't want to have to show up each week to do this thing. I don't want to be bound by these tasks. I want to be able to do them whenever I want to do them. And so that's, some, that's a, an important mindset I like for people to take away is don't get so caught up in the mindset of outsource everything that's lower value than your hourly wage or your hourly value. So if you want to make $100,000 a year, there's if you do the math, there's some hourly amount that is what you should be getting paid for $100,000 a year. I think it's like 60 bucks an hour or 80 bucks an hour or something like that. And so there's a lot of wisdom out there and really good wisdom that says anything under that $60, $70 an hour that you can hire it out. Let's say you can hire out yard work for 20 bucks an hour. Let's say you can hire out 
uh, you know, bookkeeping for 25 or 30 bucks an hour. A uh, general wisdom is you should do that. So then you can leverage your time on higher value activities. But I think there's that caveat to it, like I said, that I think it should be based around energy as well. Now, do I want to be spending 40 hours a week doing yard work and digging holes for plants and fixing a sprinkler? Heck no, okay? That would not give me energy. But you know what does give me energy? Is this morning I got up early. I fixed a broken sprinkler. I grew up doing that. I put in lots of sprinkler systems. I did lots of landscaping growing up. I had a landscaping company in college, actually, where we went and did all that. We did sprinkler systems. We did retaining walls. We did yards. We did ponds. We did all that stuff. And um, so I enjoy doing that. But uh, an hour of that was good, and I'm done. And it gave me energy. It's a great start to the day. I don't want to do any more today, okay? So that's a, le- a learning lesson for me is continue to have certain things like that that are manual labor. I think it's a good mental reset for me. I like having calluses on my hands. Um, uh, it's important for me to realize where I came from. And also, uh, it's important for me to realize how how important the hard work that all these people out here are doing that do that every day. Uh, it's so amazing, uh, the work that people are doing there. Uh, I just don't want to do it. But I want to I leave the door open for not pigeonholing myself into having to feel like I've got to outsource everything below my hourly value. Okay? Another thing here is... Thinking time is huge. This is number five. Thinking time is huge, y'all. Uh, and some I've talked about on the podcast before about creating and scheduling thinking time on your calendar. It's something I've talked about uh, before where I talk about the importance of, of unstructured time to just think. And um, even though I had it on my calendar, I had it on my schedule, what was happening to me was I would still kind of let that I would let that get eaten up by busy work. I'd let that get eaten by up, eaten up by work that my team was able to do without me this whole month, right? So, uh, what what was amazing this past month around the thinking time side of it was I'm like, oh my gosh, I had nothing but thinking time, and sometimes I uh, used it to get on social media, like on on uh, on Instagram, and I frankly did waste a good bit of time doing that. Um, and sometimes I use it for really really good healthy invaluable reasons. I read books uh, during this, during, during the, the COVID or during the, uh, the sabbatical that are going to add tons of value to my life and tons of value to the business and my family. Um, but also I had some really good time to do some big thinking. I'm hopping out to the park here to do the talk uh, for the local business group. But um, that was a really, really big thing. So make sure I, when I head back, I want to make sure I protect that thinking time, that I protect that as sacred and that Um, I probably start to make Fridays my empire day. Right now, I work Fridays. Back in the day, I I used to work half a days on Fridays. And then I kind of got eaten back up as as I adopted some more tasks and things like that I probably shouldn't have. Um, But now I'm going to make Fridays my empire day. So there's not going to be any meetings Fridays after I have a chance to get through this first few weeks of getting back to work and getting you know, some things delegated off that I know are still on my lap and really empowering people that maybe don't feel like they can do uh, certain things because I haven't enabled them to do those. And then I'm going to go into Friday's being my empire day. And that's going to be, heck, I might just take that whole day off and hang out with my family if that's what I want to do that day. Or I might take the first half day and read a book and then make notes and really start to look at the vision, really start to look at things and how are we doing towards the plan. Um, I realized that I, I stopped giving myself that leeway and that grace in my schedule to think big and realized, man, I was getting pulled in or I let myself get pulled in 
to things that are uh, today or this week problems or even this month problems. Uh, with thinking time, you need to be thinking this next quarter, this year, six months from now, a year from now, three years from now. That's the kind of stuff I want you doing more. That's the kind of stuff I want to be investing more of my time in is thinking time that is not this week and is not today, this week or this month. It's next month, it's next quarter, it's next year. Okay, that's really where the big moves happen, y'all. And I'm gonna be working that back into my schedule in a big way. Uh, let me look at the notes here. Here's some more. Um, man, one thing I realized this number six or seven is the team needs me a lot less than I had realized, okay? Uh, you as an entrepreneur, you as a founder, uh, it's your job to drive vision. It's your do- job to to motivate those around the vision. It's your job to, to create systems originally uh, on things that you do and then plug people into those systems and find them. And then as your company grows, it's eventually your job to plug people into the business that creates the systems, that hires the people that run the systems and things like that. And that's where we are, right? Uh, we hired people while I was gone that I haven't even met yet. And I'm really excited to meet Emily. I'm really excited to meet other people I haven't met yet. And um, that's a, a factor of me creating a system for hiring and plugging a person in to do that. And now that person is in charge of hiring at Carrot. Okay, in addition to some other things. And so the team needs you a lot less on the day-to-day, the week-to-week than we think then we think so. We feel we want to we want to feel important when someone comes to us with these problems that we have this magical touch on. But I'd realized that you know what, y'all, the team didn't hit me up one time during this month because they're amazing. Okay, the only time that someone hit me up was when I texted Alex, my head of operations, and I said, "Hey, here's your, here's a great resource you may check out." And he just texted me back and he just said, "I'm grateful to be able to lead this while you're gone. It's a it's a good testament uh, to the way you you intentionally designed this business." And I'm like, "Man, that's so cool that this team member uh feels amazing that they can run the business without me and they feel amazing that man, I get to really run this while he's gone and I get to make these decisions." You know what? They could have done that before. I just didn't give them the chance in certain things. So the team needs you a lot less than you think that they do, which means you need to get out of that day-to-day more. You need to get out of that week-to-week more, and you need to focus more on big stuff, big deals, okay? Um, big, big uh, your game-changing stuff, stuff a month, three, six, 12, 14 months out, things like that, okay? Um, man, going into that, 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 uh, that next topic there, number seven, is, man, I was grateful for my team before, but you know what? I'm like the, the, the luckiest person in the world right now, I feel like, to have the caliber of team that we have, uh, to have the people that care so much about this company and our mission. And yes, I do want to refine our just cause. I want to make our just cause even more concrete so everyone can be even more um, excited about specifically why this company exists. Not just that we do good things, we have values that we put out there to the world, but there's something amazing and worthy for the reason the company exists that would make me not want to sell the company ever, right? And that's, that's, that's the spot I want to get to. Because I want to get to the spot where I would not be lured away from a $100 million offer to sell this company because that would be removing the vehicle that is making such a great impact that it fires me up in life to show up to work to do that. And we're somewhere in between that. Okay, we're doing pretty darn good, but we haven't quite hit that thing yet. And so that's something I'm going to be working on with that empire building time. That's something I'm going to be working on with that. Kind of going back to empire building time, what else am I going to be working on that? I want to acquire some companies over the next 12 to 18 months. I think there's going to be amazing opportunity in real estate, in software, 
in other in other business to acquire companies at a big discount because of COVID, because of the economic things I feel are going to be happening soon. So that's also what I'm going to be spending my empire days on is building a team to acquire companies to bring into the carrot fold so we can have an even greater impact. But team, man, I so appreciate the heck out of each and every one of you guys, you know, all the way from my inner circle team on, on the leadership, uh, you guys and gals leading the different parts of the company and leading people well. Um, I was logging in, creating some systems uh, this morning, and I saw our Office Vibe software. We use software called Office Vibe, which helps with uh, really getting a, a gauge on a, on a daily, weekly basis for how well we're doing um, with our team members. How are they feeling? Are they feeling stressed? How fulfilled do they feel in their work? How do they feel about their comp, their relationship with managers, communication, their job, all that kind of stuff? We get those every single week now. And guys, it was so cool looking at this while I was going through and creating some systems this morning to get ready for me heading back. And our company rating from our employees is the highest it's ever been. This month, it's the highest it's ever been. Okay. So it didn't require me to be there rah, rah every single day right in front of the team. Now I know that helps. Okay. I think the question is how long could things be that way uh, without me or someone like me in that position to cast vision and, and make sure that we're moving towards this exciting vision. Um, that is an important role that I have in the company still, but it's really cool. I'm so grateful for everyone in the company for running this business. Uh, that makes me proud while I'm gone at r- running the business in a way to where I have, I had zero itch to check into the company because I knew you guys were doing amazing running the business in a way or customers are feeling like they have an amazing connection with our company, with our values, and we're changing their lives. And I'm just so grateful for the in, the the investment that you guys on the Carrot team, guys and gals, uh, put into uh, our our customers, uh, their missions, their ability to to save time, to spend more time with their family, or make a greater impact in their communities, uh, and each other here at Carrot, and of course the business. So grateful for you guys, big time. And the last thing here is going back to that just cause. So I did this episode a couple couple weeks ago. I got it head into the do this talk now here, here at the park. But um, man, it's so important, y'all, to have that just cause. Now, I know if you're just getting going uh, as an entrepreneur and really your whole focus that first 18 months should be, how do I make this darn business work? Like your just cause is you, right? Your just cause is, is, is getting away from my, my day job or your just cause is getting over that income hump so I can hire that first person or your just cause is making this darn thing work for you, creating the engine that works. But after you create the engine that works, let's say 24 months in, you've got some people on your team, you have some consistency, some predictability. That's where the just cause is so important to, pr- to prevent us from getting distracted to moving from this thing to that thing, to prevent us from looking at all these shiny object side businesses or side hustles. I see it happening a lot right now. There's a lot of our customers right now that are writing books, that are creating coaching programs, that are creating home study courses, that are creating software companies. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that could be an amazing, amazing pivot. Right. I had to pivot in order to go from my previous companies into Carrot. There was a pivot that happened. But what, what I did, what I did early on before Carrot that did not work well is I still had my main business over here that was making the majority of my money, but I was taking my eye off the ball into these distracting new shiny object businesses. And I didn't have someone else running that other business and continuing to grow it. So what happened was you take your eye off that, that off the ball that's making you the money because it's not interesting anymore or, 
you don't have the just cause that motivates you to continue to wake up every day to keep growing that one business. And so you get distracted by this other thing. All of a sudden, your primary business starts to suffer. Uh, now your new business doesn't do as good as you can because you're trying to bounce back and forth between repairing or creating two different businesses or three in some cases. And then what happens is you end up having this um, this drop, like everything breaks. Okay, you took your eye off the ball because the industry changed in real estate. And that 12 months or that 18 months or that nine months that you took your eye off the ball was enough for your business to get crushed. And that's going to happen with a lot of people over the next two years. I just know that that's going to happen with a lot of people. That's going to happen with a lot of people over the next three years. That's going to happen with a lot of people uh, moving forward into um, into uh, them looking at these other shiny objects, you know, writing books or creating courses. So if you are one of those people and, and those that I know are doing it and you're, you're, you're insanely smart, if you are one of those people, then what's going to happen is you need to have someone running your primary business that's making you money right now. You've got to have something doing that. You got to look at the, 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 the KPIs and the metrics on a weekly basis with that person. You've got to make sure that you're not taking your eye off of that ball because that is the most important one right now. Um, or just sell that business and so you can start fresh. That's what I ended up doing. Okay. And so if you have a side hustle, if you want to start these other things, look at yourself and ask why. Am I doing it because I haven't found my just cause? Am I doing it because my primary business isn't getting me the just cause that I need or that I feel like I need? If so, can look at yourself and say, can I actually find my just cause in that business? Can I actually find my just cause in my primary business if I looked harder? Um, number two, and actually, if you do that, you might actually find that you can find your just cause in that business. You just didn't look hard enough. You're looking for something new and interesting when, in, when instead you should be really, really looking at that primary business and saying, how can I make this business amazing and exciting for me? Who can I impact and how do I want to impact it? Okay, so if you are looking at starting a side business, y'all, do not make the mistake of taking your eye off the ball, which is the main business, um, and thinking that this new exciting thing is going to change everything. What's likely going to happen is you're going you're gonna to have the new exciting thing, which is great, but then you're going to get two years into that as well, and you're going to create the same pattern again. You're going to look for shiny objects. You're going to be doing things that are going to take your eye off the ball because you haven't found a way to build just cause that excites the heck out of you into your businesses. So 18 months in, you get you lose the excitement. All right, guys, so that's what I'm going to be wrapping this episode with. There's about seven things or so that I've learned from this uh, this series, uh, in addition to all the amazing, amazing things that um, I had a chance to do with my family, uh, the family trips, the, the bonding with my kids, me, me getting a lot better at just completely letting go of the... Um, you know, uh, me just doing a lot better staying present in the moment when I'm with my kids and with my kids and I'm at work, I'm at work. And that's still something that I struggle with. I think it's something that I'm going to continue to struggle with for probably a while until I uh, kind of figure some of those things out, but I'm way better at it now. And I want to continue that trend. So I appreciate you guys listening into this series. This will be the last series as far as the, um, sabbatical truck talks go. I'm back in the office on Monday and um, man, really, really cool stuff going on. Appreciate you guys. As always, head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to this podcast and give a rating and review. Okay, I read each and every one of those things. Uh, they pump me up. They excite me. We're, we're edging over, we're edging near 300 uh, five-star reviews 
on um, an Apple podcast. And I'm just so excited to have more and more people uh, hear this message so they can change their businesses, they can change their lives. They can really start to build a business that's more intentional, that's impacting people and uh, more fun too. So appreciate you guys. Have an amazing rest of the week.